Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for your big book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, February 3rd, 2023, and we're reading from how, in the big book, How It Works, page 59, steps 3 and 4, starting with made a decision through moral inventory of ourselves, and just steps 3 and 4. Today's readers are our 12 steps is Lori C. The 12 traditions is Lori S. Reading the text is Tens and P. Page 164 is Loretta H. Our backup reader is Anne M. Newcomer greeter is Kathy C. And second hour host is Leslie M. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, February 2nd, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 19,918. Nine one eight, and the ten a.m. Eastern Time meeting is nineteen thousand nine hundred nineteen one nine nine one nine. The OA preamble: Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There's no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting or accept nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took which were, were suggested, suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Lori C. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning. This is Lori C. from Virginia, and these are the 12 steps. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters 
and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service and thank you for your service. Thanks, Lori. Now we have Lori S. for the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Lori S. from Texas, Compulsive Overeater. The 12 Traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert, or divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to serve. All right, thank you, Lori. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. You read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic topic and literature we're discussing. That you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one on mute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 59 and how it works for reading steps three and four um, made a decision through moral inventory of ourselves. And I've asked Kenzin P to start us off. Good morning, Russ and everyone. Uh, uh, Kenzin P checking in from New York. Okay. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him, and four, made a searching and fearless 
moral inventory of ourselves. And I'm going to right now set my timer here. All right. So um, I was thinking when I saw I'd be reading this today, well, this is the heart of the matter. But really, every set step, every pair of steps, every step is the heart of the matter. Um, I love how we're reading at such a measured pace, you know, giving me the opportunity to learn a little more what it means to be focused and mindful and pay attention, which is something that I didn't know how to do so well in active addiction. I looked up uh, some definitions today. So program that we've uh, talked about just at the beginning of reading the steps now. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. So a program was defined uh, as an agenda. Uh, It could be a program of study, course, a syllabus, a curriculum. So this is um, a curriculum. For me, this is a curriculum for my life now that I have uh, moved on to step uh, two and three and the rest of the steps. It's a, a wonderful curriculum for my life. Um, it's, it's not something I do passively. I, I watch. I, I, it's something that I do very actively, but with the guidance and help of uh, others in the program, all of you and, and sponsors, and a decision. Uh, so made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. A decision is a conclusion after consideration. You know, I'm so grateful that I do have the ability to make decisions. Uh, Often the decisions I made in my active addiction were self-destructive and destructive to others. So I get to learn how to use my ability to make decisions in a different way here. To turn uh, is uh, to move to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. So a turn is uh, defined as to move something. So it is in a different position in relationship to its surroundings or its previous position. Yes, it's not um, putting me at the center of the universe, my decisions. It's really being open and willing to take guidance. And then it's the care of God. So care is provision of what is necessary for the health, welfare, and maintenance and protection of ourselves. Searching is inquisitive, thorough, not vague, fearless. Well, it's, uh, it's courageous what we do as we go into the fourth step. I see I'm coming to time here. Fear, it's, it's, it's courageous. There can be fear, but uh, with, with guidance and help, I keep moving. And moral, ethical principles of behavior. Right. And, and uh, with that, I pass. Look forward to hearing what everyone has to share about steps three and four. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tenzin. All right, we're going to open up the line for sharing. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So if you shared a couple of days ago, Wednesday or Thursday, please step back. Also, I'll let you know if I don't hear you, and just take it easy on me one at a time, please. Go ahead. Lisa, Kathy M. Kathy S. 
Lisa and Marie. Sonia S. from Philadelphia. Hold on one second. Lisa and Marie. I think a Kathy. Then Sonia. Mary Kay. Larry. Elaine F. Gloria K. from South Florida. Elaine S. Elaine, I spell that right. Gloria. Gloria K. We can take a couple more. I got Gloria. We can take a couple more, I think. All right. Linda D. Hi, Linda. That's good. That's a good. We're good there. So we got Lisa. I didn't get the initial of your first uh, of your last name. Same thing with Kathy. Uh, so it's Lisa, Anne Marie, Kathy, Sonia D, Larry K, Elaine S, Gloria K, and Linda D. Lisa, you're up. Please uh, give me the initial of your last name, please. Hi. Good morning. This is Lisa OU in Western Massachusetts. Thank you so much um, for your service today. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, and just so happy to share um, something about step three and, and God's will. Um, I had relapsed and reworked the steps and finished my step 12 work, and my sponsor said, okay, you're ready. You can start sponsoring. I'm like, well, no, I'm not. And she's like, yes, you are. And it was this was the end of October. And I thought, okay, November 1st, I don't know why, maybe default to old habits of always starting a new diet on the first of the month or a Monday. But like November 1st, I'll be ready. And, and I had been talking to someone who was interested in vision for you and my, my abstinence and how I, you know, I worked the program and the step work. And so as we're talking, a couple of days went by, we talked again, and I could just, I had this feeling where this, what she was going to say next. And she said those words, do you sponsor? And my first thought was, well, yes, but not till November 1st. And I think this was October 27th. So what in the world magically was going to happen in those next couple of days? I don't know. Um, But I knew instantly for me, this is what I believe. This is God's will. He's, you know, you're ready. Like this is an opportunity that's come to you to be of service and, and start sponsoring. And so I just took a deep breath and I think I was like, Lord, help me. And I said, yes. And the next morning we started. Um, and so it's just, it makes me laugh that I was so controlling and wanting to wait till November 1st, but God had a different plan for me. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. And so I just wanted to share that. Thank you so much. I pass. All right. Thank you, Lisa. Next up is Anne-Marie M. followed by Cassie. Good morning, Russ. This is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina gratefully uh, abstinent through God's grace and by working the steps. Uh, the obsession has been removed and it's been done to me, not by me. Um, need to remember that always. And step three and four, um, I love the definitions. It's always helpful for me that and listening to history of uh, the book of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous because it brings it to life and the de- definitions bring a lot, a lot of meaning. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I need to remember that this is a simple program, and I often complicated it. Complicate it. And step three, I think, is probably the most simple of all those steps. It's just a decision that I make, and it's not only a decision. It's you know, in the steps, it's a decision 
for me to go on to the rest of the steps, four through nine, that I'm going to take this seriously. And um, it's pointed out in the big book that we take it with another, uh, another fellow, someone that we can trust. So it's a serious step. I, I guess they're all serious. Uh, I guess I never thought of step three as being all that serious, but just making the decision. But it is, it is a simple, serious step that I am going to follow through with the rest of the steps, and which I did. And I'm just very, very grateful, and I continue to do while I work with others. Um, and step four, I found that the most important part of step four is the prayer. And I find, you know, the prayer is between the third column and the fourth column. And this whole book, and I, I'd like to say the whole program, however, the fellowship has gotten away from what the book has meant is for us to get a relationship with God. And in this fourth step, after I had already saw what other people did to me and how they affected me, it was really important for me to pray before I went on to look at what my part is in it and to pray for me to look at it, look at them or look at the situation from an entirely different angle. It talks about that at the bottom of page 66 before the, what I call the sick man's prayer. And so I, I ask God to help me to look at this from an entirely different angle. That way, when I go into the questions on page 67, 67 where it's asking me, where was I selfish, where was I dishonest and, and afraid and self-seeking, um, I've already asked God to help me to look at it from a different angle. So I think the prayer for me in the fourth step is, is uh, the most important part of the fourth step. And there was one more thing I was going to say um, about the fourth step, but um, I can't remember. So I'll just I'll just pass. And uh, if I remember it, I'll tell somebody else. Thanks, Russ. Thank you, Marie. Next up is Kathy, and I didn't get the first initial of your last name followed by Sonia B. I'm slacking today. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good, Russ. This is Kathy S. Recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. And um, I guess my favorite step, step three, um, made a decision to turn my will, our will, and lives over to the care of God. And, and I love the italics part, as we understood him. My ability to carry out this step is based on my understanding of God. When I came back into program this time, what really took hold was this idea of love, of God as being good of God as being loving, as God of God as bringing about everything for my best, my greater good, and the greater good of those I love, and just being the power to to bring it all together. Because like step one and two bring me to this place of I don't know, I don't know what's best. And step four reveals where I'm. I'm not agreeing with God and how things are going. So because when I am disturbed, which is what step four is all about, and, um, and step 10, when I'm disturbed, it's because I'm just not accepting the way things are going. I am not trusting God. Everything turns me back around to step three as I understand God. When I believe that God is all loving and all powerful and, and all the things all wise, um, I can have peace. I know that whatever's happening in my life 
If I don't have it, it's because it was not in my best interest or it's not the right time. It's, it's really simple. And I can just let it go. I can wait. I can still pray. But if it doesn't happen, I have to trust that God knows what's best for me because I don't. I've proven that relentlessly. And I'm just so grateful for this step and um, the new understanding that I have about God because it is. Kathy there for a second. Next up is Sonia D. Or Kathy jumps back on. We still got a about a minute. All right. Next up is Sonia D. Followed by Larry K. Am I being heard? You are being heard. You're heard, Russ. Yes, you're you heard. Russ. All right. So I'm waiting on uh, Sonia D. There. Hi, this is Sonia S. Can you hear me? Hi, Sonia. Sorry. No worries. Sorry about that. Hi, this is Sonia S. And I'm just so grateful to be on this meeting. And today I woke up abstinent or woke up um, not having eaten any of my allergic foods. And I recently had a relapse and I'm working with a new sponsor. And I'm really grateful for this this person I think it's a good partnership and um, I'm not on step um, three or four yet I'm 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 really um, I just finished step one and I really believe I'm a compulsive overeater and that I need the steps in order to get better and I'm now going to be working on step two I do believe in a God and I believe and have faith that um, I will get recovered. Um, but just for today, I just wanted to say this. Um, you know, I really need to work on being honest. This program is really asking us to be rigorously honest. And um, and that is, that is um, something that does not always come easy for me. And so today my goal is to follow my food plan, to, you know, I did my 30 minutes of quiet time to make my three outreach calls. At the end of the day, I text my sponsor if I've been honest and what self-sacrifice I've done for another individual. And these are all really good disciplines to help me get out of myself because I can be incredibly self-centered and only think about myself. And so... um, yeah, I'm I'm on day two, you know, and I remember sharing on vision when I had a couple months and after a couple months I just I started to slip. You know, my program started to erode. You know, I, I was not doing the disciplines and I wasn't 
working the steps the way that I should have been. And um, so I'm, you know, now um, really passionate about getting through these steps. And um, and this and this particular meeting has been a huge part of my journey, and I really appreciate appreciate everybody and love everybody here. So thank you for letting me share. All right, thank you, Sonia. Before my twin brother from Chicago comes up, I just want to let you know where we're at. We are on page 59, how it works, steps three and four. We're just reading steps three and four. Larry Kay, you're up, bro. Hey, Russ, good morning. Good Larry morning. Kay, compulsive overeater from uh, from Chicago. Boy, I better make some room for discomfort it's not enough to, to just give up my um, my food. I have to give up my attachment to feeling good. So we're here. We are step three and four. To, you, you know, how do I? How am I going to take action when I don't want to? I don't want to take action. All I want to do is I want to give up. I want to hide. Step four is uncomfortable. It's it's, it's draining. It, at times it was boring, and it sure as hell was frustrating. And yet, you guys keep telling me there's no way around the fact that I have to take action. And beating myself into submission is not a real workable strategy for me because you know what it brings out in me? A deep tendency to resist coercion. I don't want, don't you dare coerce me into taking action here. Because, you know, evolution has primed us to dig in our heels when we feel that we're being bullied. And it's a good thing, too, because we all fall in line. You know, we don't want to, um, we, we'd all fall in line if the next bully showed up. But what if the next bully is me, the person in the mirror? What if the critical side of, my, of myself is trying to, to, to whip myself into action? And it, and it all starts with a simple acknowledgement here. I have to give up. Because before anything can change, I have to acknowledge an uncomfortable truth. Right now, I don't feel like taking action. And I'm going to cling to feeling good. We tend to avoid activity that brings us into contact with difficult feelings. So hence, we, we avoid and postpone taking action. And so I have to give up on feeling good. I have to make room for discomfort. So taking action, it, it, it's going to put me in contact with a lot of difficult thoughts and feelings. And as long as I struggle with feelings of uncomfortability, I'm going to dig in my heels. It's just the nature of the beast. So for me, i got to make room for feelings of discomfort, allow myself, yes, I'm going to feel bored, frustrated, maybe even depressed. Yes, all, to all those things, I'm human. And I don't have to like these difficult feelings. Nobody does. But it does mean that my difficult feelings don't, need to change before you, you know, you can start taking action that's, that's going to have sustainable, you know, repercussions here. The sooner I allow myself to feel discomfort, that's I'm turning it, in, turning it over to God by feeling discomfort and beginning to take action and being okay with that. Just starting, taking the action, just starting. And then experientially we begin to change. God makes those incremental changes in us. We don't need to know how it happens or why. It just starts to happen. All right, my twin brother, that's enough for me. Take care. I'll pass. All right, last scene. Next up is 
Elaine S. followed by Gloria K. Hi, this is Elaine S. from Southern California, visiting Eastern Time, so I'm able to be at this meeting. And thank you, Russ, and everybody for your comments and, and, and service. It's just so meaningful for me to be here. And it's so, it's so interesting to me, looking at step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. And I, I say this uh, step twice a day, and I meditate on it, and especially when there's a disturbance. So not only, I'm not, this isn't just something that I do, you know, make a decision, and then, you know, we're told you make a decision, and that means you're going to do step, the rest of the steps. And, but I've done the steps quite a few times, and this is still right up front with me, because I'm making a decision to let go of my ego, to let go of everything that's been blocking me. And I'm turning my will, my life, my my thoughts, my everything, everything, my whole life, I'm turning it all over to God. And of course, the way I understand him, because everybody understands God in their own way. And, and that changes. We just... More recently, I've had a deeper understanding of God being deep inside of me. And that's with working with a sponsee, how beautiful that is. Uh, but it's this constant, um, as I'm visiting family, <laughs> my daughter and grandkids in Toronto. And I have a lot of 10 sets to do when I come here because I want to be the best mother and grandmother I can be. And so... I see a little disturbance, and it's because it's family. It's 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 in the middle of the night. It'll come to me. And it will disturb me more, and I think I remind myself, "Hey, Elaine, you know, um, you need to look and see uh, why you're not turning this over to God. Because if it's if it's a disturbance, I'm not looking to God, and I know instantly because there's chatter in my head and food starts to call." So I go back and I remind myself, I'm God here, take it, take it all. And then in the process that I'm doing, um, step 10, and I'm doing, really, I think it's three, I think it's really one through nine. I don't think it's just four through nine. I'm making, I'm looking at my part. I'm looking at my self-pity. I'm looking at my fears. And, and so that's step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself. And um, it's liberating. <laughs> it gives me a high. It makes me, it frees me. And um, I love it. <laughs> I love this program. It has saved my life and allowed me to have the richest possible life I could, I could have. Time. And with that, I pass. Perfect timing. Got me before I got you. Okay. So, thank you, Elaine. Next up is Gloria Kay, followed by Linda D. Hi, this is Gloria Kay from South Florida, a very grateful, compulsive overeater. I love you guys. Uh, Russ, it's always a pleasure to hear you speak. I, I love it. And also some of the other people. Everybody says something. But to me, the third step is everything. I love the third step. And um, I recent, well, I don't want to get into that. All, all I can say is 
God is taking care of everything. Things that even in my workplace, everywhere, 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 everywhere. And things that I thought I couldn't do because I'm just too nice of a nice girl. And um, sometimes I have to set limits. I, well, with my work, I have clients. So it's like, um, it just teaches me how to be a better person, have my food down and just work with others. And um, I haven't been doing that much because I've been working so much and my, my husband's been sick and we need some prayers for him. He has bladder cancer. Anyway, all I can say is I love you guys. Thank you for being here every day. And I'm getting so much. I always get so much. Thank you so much. Thanks, Gloria. Next up is Linda D, and then we're going to take another list. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D, and I live in Connecticut, and I'm recovered. Wow. That's a whole mouthful. Hmm. What I wanted to say was um, I'm going to have to keep it more simple. Um I like the idea of making room for discomfort. That is a very, very kind, gentle way of saying, man, this really hurts. It really, really hurts inch by inch to realize I failed. I failed at life. I failed. Thud. I do not know how to be healthy. I do not know how to think. It's all backwards. And I'm going to have to have help. I was raised on. You lift yourself up by your own bootstraps. That's the American way. It still is the American way. It does not work for me. I'm an addict. I have a disease. And these steps, particularly presented uh, in the vision meeting, it's just an OA meeting, but it's, there's a lot to that just, boy, because there's a lot of health here. And the people who are healthy understand something that it took me a long time to understand, and that is knock off the arrogant self-criticism. And I had to learn by doing the steps and helping people and all the things that we do to learn to love, to learn to love, to learn to live from the center of me, which is love. And that is really, really, really there, really, truly there. I haven't had heat or hot water for two days, it turned into 51 degrees and I was scared out of my mind. And what do you suppose looked good to me? I had to go in the kitchen and the cheddar cheese was talking. I do know better than that, doesn't matter. The only defense I have is God. And I had better have that two-way, I use two-way communication because I can't use my hands, I have nerve damage. And I'm talking and I'm listening because I'm nuts. I'm nuts and I'm going to do something self-destructive to hide because I'm terrified because of, you know, the legitimately terrifying situation of no heat. And it's continuing today. Okay, it worked. Wow. Can you imagine? I don't have to be self-destructive. I have a wonderful life, and I don't have to blow it off the chart because of the pleasures of sugar or whatever the shit is that I eat. It could be cheddar, you know, it could be anything, but 
Usually it's something like sugars, the sugars and the fake sugars. But you don't need to know my food plan. You need to know my life plan. It's these steps. This book works, and I cannot do it without your help. I just love being in play, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks, Linda. All right. So we're in How It Works, page 59, steps three and four. Uh, We made a decision through more inventory of ourselves. Who would like to share on this? Heidi, Mary, and Veronica. Pamela P. Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. (laughs) I got Heidi B. That's all I got. And and Pamela P. Veronica. Veronica Pamela. Liz. Liz. Veronica. Jim K. Jim K. So that's. And And Amy G. I'm going to see if we can get everybody. So I got Heidi B, Pamela P, Liz, I think it's Liz E, Veronica, Joe M, Jim K, Donna K, and Amy G. I'm hoping we can get everybody, okay? Heidi B, you're up. Thanks, Russ. Um, My name is Heidi B. I'm from New York, and um, I just felt compelled to share today. Um, You know, when I think about step three, um, that decision for me, I have to make that decision every day. And I was reminded that for a long time, I was, every morning I would, um, you know, say this third step prayer and like throw throw my arms. Oh, I don't know why I'm so nervous. Excuse me. Um, throw my arms over my head and, you know, and just like, God, I offer myself to you. Um, and I forgot that I, that I had that practice. Um, and so I'm glad to be reminded of it today because it was very helpful to do that. Um, and um, step four, I love step four because I love the way that Bill describes step four in Um, when he talks about um, from a business aspect, because I am an accountant by trade. And, um, you know, when I think about business, I think about inventory. Um, I, uh, you know, it just, it makes a lot of sense to me that like if something is in your storage and it isn't working or it's broken, you get rid of it. Um, And it's not about whether you are good or bad. Um, which is what I thought about very much in the beginning. Um, it's just, you know, it's a business decision. If, you know, if it doesn't work, you get rid of it. And, um, and I also did audit for many years. And in audit, you're not allowed to let, um, to let the inventory take more than a day because people tend to, or there's a risk anyway, that the business owner will like shove things around or hide something. Uh, Because they don't want to get rid of it. Um, And, you know, I, I, it took me more than a day to do my inventory, but we often hear that we should just do it as quickly as possible. And my experience today has been that, um, that, yeah, you do it and you do it quickly and you get it done and you move on. Um, And it's just very matter of fact, it's not about beating myself over the head or telling myself I'm a terrible person. It's just, you know, I, 
there's some things that are not working for me and it's now time to do something different. And with that, it will pass. Thank you. You there, Russ? Oh, we sorry, don't hear you. Sorry, sorry about that. So thank you, Heidi. Pamela, I was just told you shared on Wednesday, so we need to honor the every three days, every uh, every two days. So Wednesday. No, I, I sail on Tuesday. I didn't sail Wednesday. I sailed Tuesday. Okay. So. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so I'm going to sail uh, now. Go, go, go ahead. But in, in the future, for everybody, it's every third day. Thank you Right, but much. they you're, told you the lady. Right, thank you. Hi, my my name is Pamela Composer Oviedo. Yes, and I did say it on Tuesday. She said Friday. Um, so anyway, um, I let me see. So right now, um, I do believe in God. That no problem, and I do believe that God won't control of me in every part of my life, including this disease. And so I just fear, you know, that if I put the effort in and really try and pray for the willingness not to pick up no matter what. So uh, this morning I saw a trigger food that were in the kitchen that were, um, you know, visible, and I just hid it. I just put something over it because it's not no one else's responsibility. It's mine trying to go whatever recovery I had. Um, so I just think, you know, I really thank God for that. Um, so I've been praying the rest of the day that I don't compose or overeat. And I just feel nervous. Cause one particular meeting, I feel like I'm being pickled, although I'm crazy about the meeting. And I just don't know why. But you know what? You know, um, enemy come in all different forms and, you know, states and sizes. And I know God loves me. So I'm going to press on. Um, I've been trying to get the lowest weight I've been this year. And I'm very happy. But I must really press on regardless of what around me. So i trying to be on and trying to do what I need to do. But the need and need to try to do, too, they got to keep in contact. And be accurate and don't make mistakes because it could hurt someone recovering. And for that, I pass. Thank you. All right, there, Pamela. Sorry for the confusion. All right, next up is Lizzie, followed by Veronica C., I think. Good morning. My name is Liz Eve Elegant from, the, from Bristol in the U.K., um, I'm a compulsive overeater and um, I relapsed a few weeks ago. So I'm just so grateful to everybody on this call and the beautiful people who've reached out to me. Um, it's just such a beautiful, amazing fellowship. But it reminds me that it's every day I do step one. And what caught me out was behaviors, not really food. Um, for I was very fortunate in that respect. But I have learned so much. And just to recap on step two, I I think I got in my head, power greater than ourselves could restore me to abstinence. And I've seen it says to sanity. And this is where I'm at at the moment. It's my head. And 
I have to make a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand him. And I have not been doing that. Um, I believed I was, but um, clearly I wasn't. And um, I am really doing a lot of work and going deeper and deeper into really understanding the behaviours and the character defects that get triggered by the restless, irritable, discontented feeling that I experience way more frequently than I acknowledged. So, um, you know, as many people have said, this is not a food program. This is a program for those who need spiritual healing. And I just have this big God-shaped hole in my heart. And um, yeah, uh, love outreach. Um, so um, I'll leave it there. Thanks a million. Bye. Thanks, Liz. Appreciate it. Uh, next up is Veronica C. I believe. Yes, that's right, Russ. Thank you so much for your service yes. this morning. Um, so the third step is very, very powerful for me because um, God's will is the it is the first cause of everything that exists before anything else can happen. So this means that any decision that I'm going to make for the day is really based on God's will. And in order to receive God's will, I have to be able to be willing and take the action to say that, yes, I am turning my will and my life over to the care of something greater than me, in which case is God. And um, that took me a long time to really, truly integrate that concept, which has now become a deep belief in me. Because initially I could look at it as words, and my intellect could decipher it, but my heart was not feeling it. And one of the ways that I can help myself to do this is by a form of meditation, a form of writing gratitude every day that I have for my fellows, for my God of my choosing, for anything that's in my life, giving that gratitude. And to me, that is part of really adhering to the principle of putting God first in all my affairs. I give gratitude for my life. I give gratitude for the fact that I know that there is something greater than me that is guiding me if I allow that God consciousness to permeate every cell in my being. It is a big task, I think, initially. For me, it was, anyway. It took me years to understand I understood, but bringing it into my heart, as I said before, took time. So if you're still on that place where you're trying to really understand that and bring it into your heart and not really knowing how that's going to happen, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Say a prayer every day. Give gratitude, because I find gratitude is one of the greatest super highways to God for 
in anything that I'm going to do in my life. If I give gratitude, I'm acknowledging the fact that I am grateful, that I accept and I love where my life is today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. All right, Veronica, thank you. So before Joanne jumps up on here, we're going to let you know where we are again. We're on page 59. We're doing uh, third and fourth steps and how it works. All right, Joanne, you're up. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for um, your service for us and for all the beautiful shares and, and Oh, thank you, God, for steps three and four, for all our steps, really. But I'm Joey MP from Pennsylvania, and I am a grateful, humble, um, compulsive overeater. When I think of step three, it was paramount in my recovery because in step three, yeah, I just had to abandon myself to God. I offered myself to God, and I begged and asked him to relieve me of the bondage of self. And between step three and four, you know, I learned who I am. I mean, who am I anyway? Where was I selfish, dishonest, and afraid? You know, my ego, oh, my word. I just could not believe what I learned about myself um, in doing these steps. And um, every day on my knees for step three and just asking God to um, relieve me of the bondage of self and um, take care of you know, take away all my difficulties, all my self-centered character defects that keep me from um, recovery, really. (laughs) So, yeah, so I'm so thankful for these steps and thankful for um, my faith in God and for my ability to just surrender myself to him and... um, know that he will take care of everything and yeah step four for learning searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves wow you know just learning who I was and realizing that I was so selfish so dishonest and I was afraid yeah so thankful for our program and for um doing these steps repeatedly because of my relapsing and so thankful for my most recent, my new sponsor who has really helped me to um, understand exactly what it means to surrender to God and to, um, yeah, abandon my heart too, myself and my heart to recovery. Yeah. Knowing that God is the answer that God's going to help me through it all. No matter what the problem is, I've got to ask him. So with that, I pass and thank you so much for my share, allowing me to share. All right. Thanks, Joanne. So next up we have Jim K. But uh, if you both, Jim K. and Donna K., if you could take a, about a, a minute and a half of pizza, it would be great. You'd be able to get us right to time. Okay. All right. This, All right. Thank for you. For sure. This is this is Jim K from Illinois. I've been in uh, OA for about nine years. The first three to four years without a sponsor. I had an abstinence buddy. There was another buddy who co-sponsored 
we co-sponsored each other. That just was how it was. And those three or four years, they were good. I made progress. It was healing. I was learning. And I look back on that, and I, I think of that three- to four-year period as my taking steps one and two and through the rooms of OA. The rooms of OA were sort of my HP. Then uh, on, in November of 2017, a little over five years ago, I asked a guy in his 20s to be my sponsor, and that, for me, was a step three, that I turned my will and, and my life over to his love and guidance. I was on a food app, and he, and he asked me the name of it, and he said, no, 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 let's do another app. Let's use this app. And just like, okay, I'm going to follow your guidance. Then was step uh, four for me, it was, uh, you know, uh, it, it wasn't a hair on fire, pants on fire speed. You know, he, we drilled down. I, that's, that's what I needed at that point. A paragraph on everybody in my life, the, a paragraph on fear, a paragraph on dishonesty, drilled down. And, and, and I, I've heard the comments about love and discomfort to embrace discomfort. For me, that was so hard. Okay, I'll, and uh, since my, my final comment is to, that, you know, God deals us the cards that were dealt today and just to embrace them, whatever they are, and to, to, uh, to, to love those cards. I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. Next up is Donna Kay. Hi, Donna Kay from Ohio. Thanks a bunch, uh, Russ. Um, I'm kind of short and sweet anyway. I like short, <laughs> short shares. Anyway, um, for me, uh, step three is just, it's really key. It's more than a decision. Uh, it's an action. Um, I had to give up. I had to give it up. I had to get out of the ring, stop fighting, uh, stop swinging. <laughs> I had to give up my own ideas of how it needed to go. And uh made all the difference in the world. Neutrality of the food, yeah. That is a, that's a wonderful miracle, but even bigger than that has been my life, okay? My life has changed drastically, and uh, my life is no longer this big chaotic, you know, mess. It's a much more, much more peaceful and calm, and I'm grateful for the recovery. And um, anyway, that's all I can say is to, you know, <laughs> take off the boxing gloves, get out of the ring, stop fighting, okay? Trust trust that you know you're worth it and uh that the, the program works and serves it's all key all right thanks a bunch russ have a great day all right thank you amy g sorry i left you hanging uh we don't have enough time we've got to close it out so you know you can share another one sorry about that and i'm sorry about the confusion i'm just trying to follow what the leaders tell me to do with the sharing. So, all right. So now, uh, thank you to everyone that shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Friday, February 3rd, 2023, is 19,921-19921. We'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Loretta H. 
please read A Vision for You. A book is meant to be suggestive only to keep you until then. Thank you, Russ, and thank you, everybody, along with my precious God, who is saving my life today, Loretta H. Recovered in North Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great backward. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Amen.